0: You've got a passion for the outdoors, a desire to feel the warm sun on your face, the sound of your fly line whipping through the air, the pop of the water as the fish inhales the fly you just found in the floorboard of your truck. You need to feel the cool waters on your feet, the crisp north breeze of a November morning, the sound of a turkey gobble, the December rut, the chills of an elk bugle in September, it's the longing passion to chase your obsession. This is what we share. This is what we preach. Welcome to Honey Hole Hangout. Welcome,
1: welcome. 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 Oh, man, it's making me nervous that you're only giving me two welcomes there.
2: I'm sorry, Zach. Let's go. Let's roll. I'm ready for some controversy. Did you guys
1: ever, like, turn the volume up in your <laughs> car and <laughs> forget about uh, it? No, no, no. no. And uh, But, like, you have to put it on, like, an even number, not an odd number. My volume doesn't have – I don't think I never noticed the no, numbers. No, I do not notice I that. use the
3: button on the steering wheel, and I
1: just go until it feels right. Yeah, ready. no, even if you use the button on the steering wheel, at least my car, I still have numbers that, like, pop up. Did you have
2: to make it even? Yeah. That makes me think, and I don't know why, of this video I saw on uh, TikTok – Uh, lady of this girl reacting to another person's video and this per and the girl started off with the words were only the boys will understand and this girl was like i'm obviously going to figure out what she's talking about what this guy's talking about i'm going to figure out and it's this guy walking down a sidewalk and the whole time she's like i don't get it like what's going on and i bet you guys could guess what was happening without even having watched the video. Are you trying to miss the cracks? He was missing the cracks. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And this girl was watching this video for like a minute, and she couldn't figure out why only the boys would yeah. understand.
1: Sometimes you even do like a short step. That yes. way you can set yourself up for the next Because you know,
2: what happens if you step on a crack? You break
1: your mama's back. That's
2: right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. However, so that's what that makes me think I of. don't
1: think of it like that because I don't want to break my mama's back. I just don't like the feeling of stepping on the crack. Hmm. Or if like you want to get your toe right up to the yeah. crack, you know what I mean? Like, and that way, like as you rock forward, your toe gets a little bit of like, you know, like like lift off from like from the edge of the crack. Are we talking about cracks
3: in a sidewalk? Because yes. I can't say I've ever felt them. As yeah, I'm walking. I've never said I've yeah. never felt them. And oh, yeah? I, I go barefoot and like flip flops and stuff, man. Like I've never
1: like like the like where the two squares meet. Right, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> crack in the <laughs> sidewalk you can't feel those no I what do you have like f- hobbit feet or something
3: yeah <laughs> okay yeah i've got oh. inch thick calluses down there man from walking
1: barefoot all the from time w- stepping on cracks
3: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so is your ate- mom still alive <laughs>
2: uh, to my knowledge yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. so okay so who's, who's here today so we have <laughs> myself i'm landon we have Zach to my left, and what are we calling you? Our new podcast member, K uh, boy, K boy, K boy. No, no, no. We'll call him Harris. Harris. <laughs> yeah, Harris. Zach one, whatever. Yeah,
3: because we're going to call you Zach Harris. Gay. Everybody's it's too confusing. Everybody's heard Zach one before. Everybody, well, everybody that's heard all three episodes that I've been on. That's true. Has yeah. heard Zach one, but Harris is a but good Harris. Yeah, is a good backup.
2: I guess we should tell people about the changes that are yeah. coming to the podcast. Yeah, I
3: should thank you for accepting me onto your pro staff. <laughs> I noticed
2: uh, yeah. that you put that in your uh, yeah honey hole pro staff honey pro. Staff. I get discounts. Unfortunately, on <laughs> I I have some bad news. We are gonna cut all of our influencers for athletes. Oh no! <laughs> <Yeah>. oh. <laughs> so oh, we'll get into man. that more later. Yeah. Before <laughs>
3: before we get into that, I just want to say I would never really listened to the intro before. Like I've listened to it, but I've never listened to it. You know, mm-hmm. uh-huh. and the whole I like the whole. The fly swallowed the fly, you f- or the the fish swallowed the fly you just found in the
0: floorboard of your truck. Yeah. Like
3: I never caught that part. That's pretty funny. Yeah. yeah. Evan wrote it. Yeah. I, I didn't. I never caught that. Everything else sounds so official, except for that. Like it's funny. It's like yeah.
2: humor. Yeah.
3: Just caught that. No, Sorry. that's good. Yeah, that's my know. favorite part too. Yeah. That's, that's my favorite part. That sticks too. out the most to me. Yeah. 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 yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> what bothers me a little bit is the fly line whipping fr- through the air, <laughs> because <laughs> your fly line shouldn't whip. You're casting wrong. But how else do you describe <laughs> like imagine like fly line go how else do you verbally describe what's happening? You're fly line dancing through the wind. Dang Ooh. No, but if it's dancing through the wind, then, then is the know, wind affecting it, you, you need, don't want that either. You need oh, okay. you need
1: alliteration. The fly line's frolicking. Slicing. slicing slicing oh, slicing. Oh. That's, slicing that's a good one cuz yeah. it is it's,
2: it's slicing through the yeah, there we go ooh that's good yeah. 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 Right, too, right, that uh, too bad we already paid for the John Deere guy to I do that <laughs> so we're not just doing that again pay him like <laughs> pay him like
1: a dollar to be like can you, you change this one word <laughs> and then yeah. just that.
3: but make it very obvious like an obvious clip yeah. of like him company. saying yeah. slicing
1: so read like, this but only record slicing maybe do a different voice
3: a super high-pitched voice.
0: Slicy. <laughs> <laughs> Slicy. Slicy. Slicy
2: oh, today's going to be a good episode. I'm feeling controversial today. Yeah. I well, think we haven't had controversy in the podcast. And I'm just like itching for a fight. And
1: we're already controversially drinking something weird.
3: Nasty. It is nasty. It's gross. It. it smells like the best wine you've ever had until you taste it. Then it tastes so like... So what are
2: we drinking, Zach? It tastes like an, what al- like weird an iodine d- pad. What weird drink did your dad give us? <laughs> that we're trying to finish the bottle for him because yeah. he didn't like it, so that's why he pondered it off on us. I just need us. him
1: to... You know what? I just need him to find weird things to drink and then <coughs> give them to us over time. And yeah. he, he, he finds the weird stuff. So, no. So, my dad, as you know, or my stepmom is Hungarian. She's a Hungarian citizen, and she's a dual citizen, but she is a Hungarian. And so, they have two drinks as part of their nation there. They have the Unicum, which we, draw, we drank actually on the Real Recovery episode with uh, Harris. Yep. Zach Harris. And so um, they have another drink. It's called Slevovitz and it is plum brandy. Now, the thing that makes this special is over there in Hungary, almost everybody actually makes their own version of this. Like, this is like the drink you're making. In I don't know in a bathtub. Yeah, exactly. And when people come over, you're like, "You want some of my plum brandy?" I don't know how hungry Hungarian people talk. Well, that but explains the taste. It's made in the bathtub. Yep, yep. So you <laughs> actually kind of like it. You are weird. you into it? <laughs> you're
2: gross. <laughs> when it's, I'm honestly, comparing this to unicum, this is ten times better. Oh, see, I'm into unicum. I like Unicum's like weird. One. I like that one yeah.
3: better.
1: This one tastes like potpourri. It kind of it, does. taste mm-hmm. gross. It does. It tastes like potpourri and like the worst seltzer, hard seltzer you've ever had together. Let me see. I'm going to try it again. Actually, you know what? It is growing on me. It tastes like a candy. It does taste <laughs> like a
2: candy. No, it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So, yes, yeah, so it's, it's a plum brandy. It's This one is made by Zwack, who made that unicorn we had a few months ago.
2: We have to finish this bottle, though, because we're not adding more to my cabinet. We're taking away from my cabinet. So. Yeah. so,
1: go, go, go. Yeah, you guys go. No, you, you got to at least shoot that. I'm not yeah, going to shoot There's it. some left for you guys. You I guys can,
3: split the rest. Uh, I still got a full glass, man. I don't have room. No, you have room. No, nah, no, nah, no, nah, no, nah,
1: no, nah, no. Nah. Here's just a here, little here. tiny bit. A little tiny bit. Just that, that much oh, more. On. That much more. We've all got to be part of this. We
2: need it for the controversy today. Exactly. I'm sleeping here. Because you're getting canceled on this episode is what we decided before we started (laughs) recording. Canceled. Exactly. (laughs) You have to
3: be somebody to get canceled. Newbies
2: get canceled first. (laughs) You're about to be nobody (laughs) once you get
3: canceled. I'm already nobody. Come on. (laughs) Dude,
2: you're an Instagram influencer.
3: Yeah, I think technically, if you want to get technical with it, it's a micro-influencer. Because I have under 10,000.
1: Is that what it is?
3: Yeah, it's like between something and 10,000. Only an
2: influencer would know that. Shut up, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so podcast news. So Gabe is stepping back and taking a break. yes, from the podcast
1: mm-hmm. and and then and
2: Harris is going to step in and fill the third chair. Yeah,
3: I apologize in advance and sincerely for what? for what? for the people that have to keep listening to me now. They've no, only had to listen three times. People like this. your
2: voice. No, no. It's only this one episode. You're getting say? canceled after this. We'll have to find someone else to Next take week. your chair. But Landon, Sorry. you said if I got canceled, then we'd get publicity
3: and we'd get <laughs> famous. We will.
2: We will get publicity, but as like the guys who started the podcast, we're going to have to make a decision to appease the cancelers that we have to kick you off the podcast and replace you. <sighs>
3: You know what? I was going to say something I'm not going to though. I don't know. <laughs> no, no. Say it. Get yourself canceled. Well, typically what happens is you yourself canceled. You say it. No, no. We'll see. Let me finish this first.
0: I
2: might, <laughs> oh, I might already be there. <laughs> <laughs> just So uh, Gabe is going to come in and out periodically, and Gabe's going to still help us out with some other things. And there's no, like, bad blood or anything. Gabe's got a lot going on in life right now just needs to take a break. Every Tuesday is a big commitment. So
4: <clears throat> Exactly.
1: Plus he needs more time to go hunt bourbon's for us.
2: Yes. That's correct. Yeah. He's still going to so be providing
3: bourbon for he us. He still is. Yeah. We've confirmed this. Yeah, we well, can't be plum brandy every week. I was He'll afraid never I was afraid I was going to have to fill his shoes. I was going to say I'm just bringing beer.
1: Ooh, I you know what we could do? Beer would beer. be cool.
3: I mean, I buy a six-pack a week anyway.
1: Yeah.
2: I, yeah. I could just save it for two I mean, semis. I won't drink beer, but I'll just keep drinking whiskey. Like. Actually.
1: Well, there for a while, too, I did say we're going to be fancy boys, and we were going to try different types of wine every day. Okay. Ooh. Wine would be cool. Yeah. Like, we, we let's, try, let's, let's try, like, the eight main styles of wine, like four whites, four reds. I think, you think know? we should ooh. we should do different bagged wines every week. <laughs>
3: <We'll> <laughs> <laughs> make, make it as cheap and or trashy boxed as possible. Boxed possible. Wines. Boxed yeah, wines. Yeah,
1: you yeah, can yeah. actually find a pretty decent box of wine now. The only thing with boxed wines is is that we don't have enough people to effectively do it, but, like, we as three can easily finish a bottle a week. Yes. But we cannot finish a bag or a And I have nice
2: wine glasses, too, that need to be used. And that's
1: fancy. Yeah, but you know what else is fancy? Bags? A bag of wine. Yeah, it is fancy. <laughs> With the
3: beer bong. <laughs> we just go. We just do it. I mean, like, when I drink this right now, my pinky doesn't know what to do, you know? So do you actually hold your pinky out when you drink wine? You know, I believe it if you say yes. Yeah, I probably do. Yeah, because
1: I kind of just grab naturally like this anyways. My pinky's kind of you know hanging out over here. Yeah, but that's because it likes to wave at people when I
2: drink. You know, <laughs> I like, see. Exactly. Like, okay. So today's guest is going to be a Trout Fest interview. It's going to be Hillary. Hillary who? Hillary Hutchinson. Ooh. Who? We interviewed while we were at Child Fest, so yep. we're going to tag that on the back of this. So If you don't want to listen to Zach get canceled, you can go ahead and skip a couple minutes forward and go straight into that. Otherwise, I'm going to bring us a neat thing in nature. I have some audio for you guys. Go ahead. I have dedicated my professional career to the study and control of Arthropod. Okay. A dude... Was getting chased by a mountain lion. Uh huh. Got attacked. Yep. And he strangled it to death. Uh-huh. Uh It tracks. Say that again. It tracks. It tracks. Okay. When you guys picture a guy who would be able to kill a mountain liar, lion, lion, yeah. what kind of picture? What kind of guy do you guys picture? Because I picture Chuck Norris personally.
1: Oh, uh, I, I get like a real wiry guy, somebody who like is gonna like sneak behind like the mountain lion and like Dale. Kinda- yeah, actually, like a Dale guy. Like a Dale yeah. guy?
2: Okay. What kind of guy do you picture that would be able to take on a mountain lion? Honestly, more of a John Redcorn guy.
3: A like John a Redcorn guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like a bigger guy, you know? <laughs> that guy yeah. that's like one with nature and knows what he's doing. Okay. The guy who likes vests? Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. Spe- vests and what does he have? Like an alligator tooth around his neck? Or yeah.
2: Something like that. Ooh, I didn't know we were going uh, yeah. all Hank uh, King hey. Hill references. <laughs> you started it. Hey, John, John Redcorn is. Uh, I am. Uh, what's Hank's dad's name? That's who I'm taking. Cotton. Oh, cotton. yeah, Cotton. Cotton.
0: I kill 50 men. Yeah, <laughs> in dead. a mountain lion. <laughs> but he, he, but his,
2: his leg
1: dexterity is just
2: nothing. I think it makes him lower to the ground, so he has a lower center of gravity, so he's more on its level. No that's knees. Dope. That's one less weak point. Yes. Oh, <laughs> <true>. <laughs> yeah. His that. knees got shut off in Nam? Something yeah. like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, Or Korea. One, was, I think it actually Korea. Yeah, I think it was Korea. Right. Korea. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm going with <laughs> Cotton. But here's an interview from the guy who survived a mountain lion attack. Here's a little short
5: clip. Talking just 10 feet away. As I got close, it just kind of lunged at me. So I threw my arms up, lashed on my wrist, and then it just started clawing along my like face and then my legs. I was just kind of screaming the whole time, um, doing my barbarian yell as best I could. <laughs> Also known as cougars or pumas, mountain lions rarely attack, with only 20 human deaths in the last century. But encounters do happen. Earlier this week, surveillance video caught a cat hunting a deer in a California swimming pool. But experts say the animals are elusive and usually avoid human contact. It really clicked after I hit it in the head of the rock and it still didn't release my wrist, um, that at that point more drastic measures were necessary. Park rangers say Kaufman knew exactly what to do. He stood his ground, made noise, and waved his arms to appear bigger. He used sticks and rocks while wrestling the animal, but ultimately had to choke it to free himself. I ended up getting 17 stitches along my cheek here, and then another uh, six along the bridge of my nose, and then two over here on this side of the cheek. He also says he'll hit the trail again soon, though from now on, he'll be running with a friend. I feel really fortunate that the situation turned out the way that it did. Travis's incredible story of survival bringing with it a surge of popularity, as his girlfriend Annie can attest.
6: One of my co-workers,
2: her first reaction when she found out it was Travis was, you gotta lock that down. <laughs> All right, guys, what do y'all
3: think? I think Dude, that's it- horrifying, honestly. I mean, it's cool that he... It off, but like, when I anybody that's hung out with me, like in nature, knows that that's my worst fear is running into like a mountain lion that wants to eat me. Yeah, at a distance, they're cool, but if they're too close, I think you're pretty neat, but I respect your distance. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, Yeah. even like a good sized cat will, like, every now and then, like, if it's coming at me, well, you got
2: multiple problems because not only do you have the mountain lion attacking you, you're also allergic, so it could just kill you just being. Right. Yeah. And I don't
1: want cat scratch fever. Mm. You know.
2: I don't think they'll use in litter boxes, though, and I'm pretty sure that where that sure. comes Is from. Is that
1: only where it comes from?
2: It's a litter box. Oh. Wait a minute. So, if you're allergic to house cats, do you think you're allergic to, like, big cats? Let's test this theory. Yeah. 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 I don't know. You
1: guys can test it. I'll watch from
3: a
2: distance. <laughs> I
1: mean, like, <laughs> so, probably not. Right? But why not, <clears throat> though? Do you know the science? Well, I do know that all dogs are the same, right? Like, dog breeds essentially. Like a wolf compared to like a shih tzu. Right, so like wolves are genetically different, but all dogs genetically are the same, right? Right. Um, But cats are not that way. Okay. Cats are all different. So maybe. Maybe not. Maybe you wouldn't be allergic to big cats.
3: When you go hiking, do you ever just start sneezing for no reason? Yeah. I'd be nervous. (laughs) 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 Do you start sneezing and start looking over your shoulder?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. What a boss, dude. Like, okay, yeah. not. And he has scars, too, like all over his face now because he had to get stitches everywhere. Yeah, on his hand. Now, think about this. Like, how'd you get your scars? I fucking killed, I killed with a my mountain lion. Bare hands. Yeah. Did it. Yep. That's yeah. scary. Yeah. That's scary a scary ass to think story. About. Yeah. It no, is. it is.
3: Yeah. I didn't think, honestly, that's a pretty. I feel like that's a pretty rare situation for a, a human to kill a mountain lion, right? Like, well, on their
2: own with no but- with, with no weapon, yeah. with not shooting them. Yeah, that's because what I there's mean. encounters all the time, but people are armed, yeah. and if they get attacked, they shoot. Yeah, um, so that's different. This is a guy that was unarmed. I mean, he was armed. I mean, he had weapons. His hands. Well, anything yeah. was a weapon at that
3: <laughs> point. You know. Yeah, that's now,
2: crazy. And what's what's really funny is he grabbed the rock and hit the mountain lion on the head, and he's like, it didn't phase it. So at that point. Time to strangle it! Do? I mean,
3: gosh, what do you do? I mean, and because from what I understand is they go straight for the
1: neck. Like, yeah, like the they know too. they yeah. know exactly where to well, take you down. And
2: when I pictured a guy like a bodybuilder guy that like this dude's a runner, like he's like a built, he's like built like a runner, too. So yeah. get at, go running, guys! Like, stop hitting the gym, go running. Right. He looked like he had just from the frame that we could see
3: it looked like he had pretty long arms I feel like that benefits you in that Real situation lanky. Yeah, yeah that's right
2: like he could
1: outreach the mountain lion yeah, and push yeah. it keep it's head away like while he's yeah, yeah
3: that's a good point yeah
1: yeah, and they don't talk that he had Dan and Ann with him too Dan, yeah.
3: old Dan little Ann
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> right there's a mountain lion in that movie yeah that's what killed old oh. Dan <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah that's a get me that canceled yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh that's a good book man it is yeah our ter- being like terrified like sixth grade that's so sad teachers reading it out loud we're all trying to hide our tears when this podcast released five
3: points or when it releases five points to whoever messages us on the instagram what book we're talking
2: about yeah Ooh, five point. Uh, How about some stickers in the mail? There you go. Oh, oh, that's
3: better. If anybody yeah. can guess the book, stickers in the mail. Message yeah. us on Instagram. First person to do it gets the
1: stickers. I like it. I like that idea.
2: So let's move into some controversy.
1: Oh, wait, wait, wait. What about my alien story first?
2: You want to do that before controversy? Oh, I don't care. Do you... I
1: didn't know which way we're going. Go <laughs>
2: hit your button and do aliens. What's well, it's a dream alien? It's
1: the like...
2: <laughs> yeah. So I had a dream of the night. Okay, what right. night was this? Like, set the backstory. <clears throat> oh man, Sunday night. Did you have fermented hot sauce that night before you went to bed? I did not. No. Okay. I'm trying to think. So we're cutting no, that theory no, out. I had smoked
1: wings. I, like I, had, just, smoked. I, I had smoked ribs. Smoked,
2: smoked ribs. Yeah. Okay. Okay.
1: Yeah. And so- Did you drink or eat anything abnormal? I did. I made a couple Manhattans. Manhattan. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so, you know, fall asleep. It was nice, you know, it was like 11 o'clock at night, so around the same time, I always go to bed. Easy
2: to fall asleep, no problems like...
1: Exactly. Oh, yeah. Kay. No, no. Uh, the house, right was, asleep. house was a crisp 69 degrees, you know? Yep. And um, Soft pillow. Exactly. Yep. Oh, it the cool side of the pillow. So,
2: as <laughs> what are you, I just had a sip of that <laughs> It's oh, <that's> gross. It's <laughs> uh, gross. I thought you were, like, making fun of his story, but go on, no, go no, no. on, go on. So, yeah, Paris you, is just being weird. As you guys yeah. know, I'm terrified of aliens. <laughs> so... I'm there, and
1: I am underneath an overpass of, like, where we fish, you know? And there is a tunnel, like a, like a sewage tunnel that's kind of coming into, the, like, the overpass, right? And all of a sudden, an alien, like a little green man, comes running out, and he's probably waist high, right? Okay. So. So easier
2: to kill than a mountain lion, but go right, ahead. Right, right,
1: right. So we're, we're running around, <laughs> we're running around, we're freaking out. Right. Who's with you? Is it like the podcast crew? Is it? Um, Kendall was with me, and then like just like some random people. Yeah. So from my, like your past life or like no, it life. might have been you guys. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's one of those dreams you wake up. It's hard to remember. It was Landon and Harris and my wife.
2: Okay. It feels odd really odd group. I
1: feel like I need to call you Zach. Just call me whatever you
3: want, except well, with
1: some boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we're there. And we're all running from this alien. And finally, I turn around, and I grab the alien, and I do like a, like a Hulk-Loki smash, you know, right? But when I hit him on the ground, his head explodes, like blood goes everywhere, right?
0: Nice. Yeah.
1: And so we're like, okay, so we, we're running, we're running. And you know, in dreams, like all of a sudden, you go from like one place, and like you're, you're home all of a sudden. So we're at home. And then all of a sudden, the cabinet underneath our sink busts open. And another alien comes in. But this time, he's as tall as my knee, right? So they're getting shorter. And The so, first one was waist high, right? Right. And now we're at knee high. Okay. Yep. And so I grabbed him, and I grabbed him by the head. And as he's, like, reaching, trying to get his hands around my hands, right, I literally just, like, smash his head in my hands, right? And it looked like a watermelon being smashed, you know? Okay. And uh, <laughs> so I'm like, oh, man. Oh, man. And so then out of the faucet, Two more aliens come out, but there is—they're like ankle high, It Sounds right? like a Dr. Seuss book. I don't know how they got through the faucet, but they did, right? And so I take those guys and I twist their heads off like chickens, right? And how, this is how tall were those? Uh, ankle high. Right. I'm I'm just trying to notice the patterns here. Go on. Yep. Continue. Yep. And then, finally, I'm talking to like maybe that's it, maybe that's all of them. And then, and
2: then a knock at the front door.
1: Well, no, then our door opens, like our bedroom door opens, right? and then one who's probably like two inches tall comes riding in on like, like a big wheel, right? Like a big wheel <laughs> that is made for a two-inch alien, right? And then I just pick him up, and like I just pinch his head, and it pops, you know, like a gusher. And uh, then I woke up. So I feel like the, the head popping
3: and the, the shrinking of the aliens is trying to tell you something. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but who knows but, what? You tie your pimple poppers too big. Oh. Yeah, you see? Yeah, you time smaller. That's got to be it, right? (laughs) That's got to be it, right? (laughs) (laughs) I like how we
2: uh, were talking about a guy who killed a mountain lion, and then we went to the way more impressive Zach killing like five aliens. Yeah. By squeezing their heads. By squeezing their heads. That's way more impressive than choking out a mountain lion. Dude. It was So I know it was scary for you, but maybe this is also a deal, a dream that you needed to have. That way, mentally, you know that you mentally you could overcome an alien, an alien attack, and yeah. it would lower your fear of an encounter. Do you feel more confident? Like, okay, let's just say an alien walks in this room. S- having said dream, do you hmm. feel more confident going to that fight? Well, it depends.
1: Are they waist high, knee high, ankle high? Or, human or, height. Or a tiny height. Human the, height? Human you, height. You killed oh, all no. those heights. Yeah, all Combined. of those added together
2: equals human height. Yeah, no, I'd yeah. run.
1: Yeah, no, I'd still run.
2: <laughs> but what if their head was still smashable like watermelon? Like, what if it was, like, the same, like, easy to br- as as easy to break as a watermelon so you could still, like, do it with your own human strength? Well,
1: do they have, like, T-Rex arms or do they have, like, mountain lion killer arms? Mountain lion killer arms. Yeah, no, I'm not getting anywhere near them.
3: I'm just going to say, if an alien bursts through that door right now...
1: Yeah, what are you doing?
3: No, don't run. The three of us, need to work together to catch it because that would make Honey Hole world
2: news. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> we would be canceled. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, you cut uh. off the
1: legs; that way, you can't go anywhere.
2: Hey, unlimited fly tying materials. Like, what kind of crap could we come up with? Like alien hair or like alien feathers. Oh,
1: you think they have al- You think they have hair or feathers? I'm you thinking more like hide. That. You know, hide. Like.
3: Well,
2: that's like a typical
3: alien, though. Right? Like that,
2: you know, I'm the, like the that's Hollywood the, that's alien.
1: I alien am terrified of is yeah. green men. The,
2: the alien that is really out there, Zach, is one that no one has ever created in their mind. Yeah, they probably would. We don't be know humanoid. what we're, we don't know what we're into. Have, right? Have you guys watched the movie? Don't look up. Yes, the
3: alien at the end that kills that, uh, the, where they're like they make it to the other planet, and that the alien kills like the president and eats all the people. Like that, they look like what they look like. I think you. Oh, that's You're a, not
1: talking about Don't Look Up. With, with Jennifer Lawrence. There's no aliens in that movie. Bro,
3: you should have watched till after the credits. There's a scene after the credits. Is there a I scene after the credits? You. I think so. I don't know. It's it's like, so they make it to another planet, right? Because uh-huh. Earth is destroyed. Yeah. And they get out of the spaceship. Sorry for the spoilers. You might want to skip forward a 30 seconds Dude, or so. Dude, that movie
1: gave me an existential crisis.
3: Dude, that movie was like
1: I haven't seen that movie. The Bible It's such a good movie, man. It is great, but also like it. It, it is very. A lot of people are represented well in that movie. Accurate, like yes. to
3: the T. Yes. If you guys haven't seen that movie, go watch that movie. Yeah, it, I, I kind of yeah, want to watch it now. Oh, it's so good. Yep. It's so good. I'm a big. I like catastrophic, like yeah, events. I like the. I like to like research them the stuff. That movie. Like, me,
1: that movie made me so sad for me, for like mankind.
3: Uh, yeah well I'm just gonna if this podcast ever makes it big Ariana Grande your part was perfect you played pop star perfectly so
1: okay so I do need to watch the end credits then
3: yeah, you need to watch. I won't tell you. I won't tell you super detail. I already told you too much. But yeah, you need to watch it. I don't know if it's after the end credits or just after like.
2: What year was it? Maybe we should rewatch this movie. It and then came out can, like a year ago. We yeah. can do a uh, field and streaming on it,
3: dude. We totally could because it's such a good movie, dude.
1: Like I said, it gives it gave me an existential crisis. It, if you like, I had to talk to my therapist if, about it. If you watch this
3: movie, <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. If you watch, <laughs> are, are you gonna talk
2: to your therapist about your dream last night?
1: <laughs> no, I don't see my therapist anymore.
3: Oh, Okay. Yeah. If you watch this movie and you can't relate it to real life events that have happened in the last few years, then you're not watching the right movie
2: because it's like it's perfect, man. All right, field and streaming. Let's watch it. I'll watch it. Zach, yeah, yeah, you rewatch like it. Yep. And then that sounds let's good. talk about it on Field and Streaming. Yeah. This yeah. should be a good one. Yeah. Let's
1: do it. I didn't even watch it. It was good. It's a good movie. Yeah.
2: It's long though. Beware. So
3: yeah, like, yeah, it's like Two, it's and, like and, like
2: two and a half hours long, yeah. yeah. Oh, dude, I'm I'm used to the Return of the King extended edition. Like, okay, then you'll be four hours. <laughs> They're re really releasing it in theaters, four hours and eleven minutes. I'm thinking about going and watching it. I don't we just I rewatched
1: it. it. Like a month ago, so I probably will not be doing that. That's so good.
3: I don't know if I could do that at, in a theater with a bunch of people around me, like sneezing and coughing and eating their popcorn, super loud. And not be able to. You look at your phone. Yeah. Uh. Can't pause it when I've drank too much, Mister Pibb. So do you just
2: are you not a movie theater guy?
3: This is the wrong podcast uh, to have this conversation. No, but no, it's not that I'm not a movie theater guy, but at four hours though. I mean, come on, yeah, come on, four hours is a long time. I mean, I'm I like. I personally like to buy DVDs because then I can watch it whenever I want, and I feel like my investment is better. But yeah. movie theaters sometimes, like, you can't beat the experience with certain movies, right? Yeah, like Cocaine Bear. Like, like Cocaine Bear. Or The Northman. Oh, That was a good movie. To top movie. Top Gun. I haven't seen it. Yeah, it was good. That's a movie theater movie. Did you though. see The
0: Northman?
2: I did not. Dude, oh, that's dude. a good movie. It's gory. Dude, it is. super graphic. I watched that so one too.
1: That one you can watch at home now. Like it's on Peacock, I think.
2: We need to we need to get back in the field and streaming like Groove because we what? just we just need to. So what? Like one movie a week? I think that's doable, right? Yeah, yeah, it's doable because we all watch movies anyway. Yeah. Like I'm always watching movies every week anyway. Yeah. So it just I, I it is all that it requires is us getting on the same page and, and watching the same
3: watching movie. the same movie. I watched the first three Pirates of the Caribbean movies in a row yesterday, back to
2: back. Nice. You weren't working. Uh, this was after work. Mm. So At you got
1: home and watched. All <laughs> <the Pirates laughs> yeah. That's why
2: you were drunk last night. You were uh, drinking rum while you were watching Pirates of the Caribbean. Pirates no, no, of the Caribbean. Yeah, wow. Yeah, dude, that's such a good
3: scene. I love those movies. The I don't care three, what anybody like says. One? I like all five of them. Dang. I don't even think
1: I've seen four or five.
3: Yeah. The fifth one's like, yeah, most people don't like it, but I liked it just because I'm not, like a super fan
1: of Pirates. Of Pirates of the Caribbean. Who's your yeah. favorite character in
2: Pirates? <sighs> so is that like your Davey favorite Jones. movie series? Is that your favorite movie series, Pirates Easy. of the Caribbean? Easy. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Easy. Such a good movie. Okay, so fun. yours is Pirates of the Caribbean. Zach, what's yours? Favorite movie series? Minimum three. Mm. Minimum like three movies three in the series. Three movies, yeah. Three <coughs> movies that have come in out. In a row. Hmm, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's tough. Pink Panther? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Panther. you say like
2: Avengers or something. Or...
1: Yeah, but uh, I, you got me at the wrong time though because I'm kind of like I'm burnt out on Marvel right now. Yeah. I haven't even seen the new Ant-Man. I think everybody's burnt out on Marvel right now. Yeah. They kind of blew I it saw recently. it. Oh, you actually did go see it? Yeah, me and McKenna saw it. How was it? <laughs> yeah. 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 They're, they're...
0: That's
2: Ant-Man's of. not exciting either, but it was literally the only thing showing. <clears throat> mm. You know what I mean? It's like. Okay, I'll go see Ant Man. Yeah, I do get that. Yeah. Well, what's your favorite Landon? Lord of the Rings. Okay. Yeah. That's okay. Not that's the okay. Hobbit. The Hobbit's okay, but yeah. like the Lord, the Lord of the, Lord Rings. the Rings. Yeah. Chef's kiss. Okay. Perfect. I've got the box set. Yeah,
0: buddy.
3: <laughs> oh, nerdy people, nerdy people.
2: Yeah, Zach. I'm curious what your favorite like trilogy is. Favorite trilogy doesn't have to be a
3: trilogy. It could be bigger, uh, not smaller, because you said three movies, right?
2: I'll do two if you. That makes it easier on you. I'll allow two.
1: I don't think it makes it easier. I
3: don't
2: know. <laughs> That's, so what are some okay? So what are some fantastic trilogies? Star Wars. Yeah. Okay. Star Wars. So there's Star Wars. There's the Batman, the uh, Christopher Nolan Batman. Yeah. No. Uh, there is uh, the Matrix. Uh huh. There is Godfather. Think Part a, one, two, and three. Uh,
3: that one's pretty. good. Well, I it's think, good for different reasons. I think A Bug's Life has two movies. If you want to pick that one, Ocarina. Cars. Cars. Cars.
2: Toy Story?
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. okay. Oh, Actually that's a
3: that's yeah. a that's a contender. That's a contender. I can probably make the list easier by
1: just Googling it. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard not being like the same ones that everybody picks, you know. Oh. Mm.
2: Uh Back to the Future?
1: Oh, yeah, okay. I go with that one. Back to the Future.
2: Hannibal Lecter. Ooh, no Jurassic Park. Ooh, Jurassic Park. Mm. The OG.
3: Oh, like no, you know what, though? The old school movies or the newer ones included?
2: No. The Mission Impossible.
1: Guys, you know what? After a look at it, Planet of the Apes, the new the new trilogy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That one is great. It's a good, a good song oh. trilogy.
2: we haven't even considered this, but this might change all of our answers. The Mighty Ducks.
1: Yeah. Mm-mm. No? No. Nah. Nah. No, like- The first it- one's good. The second one's mm. better than the first, Blame. and the third one's like that.
3: Austin Powers. No. Nah. It hasn't aged well. I feel like if we're going to do it, like if I was going to pick a comedy series, it would be Ace Ventura for sure. Oh, yeah. Yep. Come on. I already watched Terminator, X Men, nah.
2: nah. uh, oh, Scream, scream. Nah. One, one through three, Spider Man trilogy, Halloween, maybe. The Halloween. Oh, Halloween yeah. would be a good one. The, the Hangover,
1: screen. if you go with a comedy. Yeah, the Hangover. Prequels.
2: Die Hard, Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. Yep. Uh, That's what alien, I'm about. aliens, and Alien
1: Three. Oh, aliens is good.
2: The Evil Dead. Trilogy. Oh, that one is that has a special place. So to okay, park. so now we're getting to the top ten. So yep. this is the top ten list: okay. The Evil Dead trilogy. Yeah. The Matrix is number nine. Mm-hmm. The <laughs> Dollars trilogy, Western, Fistful okay. of Dollars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, good, bad, and the the ugly. ugly.
1: Yep. And hang 'em uh, high, right? That's the third one.
2: Indiana Jones. The Ooh, is number okay. seven. The Bourne Trilogy is number six. Nah. They were okay. The Godfather Trilogy at number five. If John Wick is in the top five, I'm going to throw something. Toy Story is at number four. Okay. Back to the Future is at number three. Yeah. The original Star Wars Trilogy is at number two. Uh, What's number one, then? Lord of the Rings. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay.
1: Okay. (coughs) So I'm either going to go with Indiana Jones or Evil Dead, because both of those have a place in my heart. Okay. I like both those movies.
2: I wonder
3: what, like what criteria they looked at to make that list like is that a, is that like imdb it's probably like ratings legit, on
1: imdb i imagine yeah. that's it's, why godfather's you know at 5 and not well, 1 because of godfather 3 the, well if
2: if you go off a, awards too i mean they may look at awards or like popularity or sales like ticket sales or i don't i don't know how they came up with this list but um
1: they just pulled I like mean i feel people.
2: like it's pretty i haven't seen all these thrillers i've seen most of them back to the future i've seen godfather born i've seen indiana jones but i would put indiana jones like i put born at like number 10 i'd move indiana jones up higher um yeah that's a pretty good list yeah all right ready to get controversial ready to get controversial i think you're you're overhyping this
3: i'm not sure how it's gonna go because i think i'm gonna shock you with what i'm gonna say i really
2: do don't look at me like I'm no. ruining things. No, you're ruining things. You're supposed to get canceled this episode. But, well, <laughs> hopefully, it's shocking in a bad way. So that so, way, it So can set be, us up. What's, okay. uh, what's the. Theory? So, <coughs> Eddie Bauer, who is a prominent outdoor brand in climbing, skiing, mountaineering world, basically. Yeah. They laid off their entire team of professional athletes. And instead, they're laying them off to instead invest in, basically, social media influencers. Yeah, so like contract work. So as far as a business
3: standpoint goes, I think Eddie Bauer is making the right choice. It's way cheaper to give a bunch of Instagram users 15% off of their website than it is to pay a bunch of professional athletes.
1: Or even if they do give them some money for, like, contract work. They don't. It's still less. No. That's not how have the
3: influencers... Like, they're...
2: Big influencers. Yeah, but they, they make they, they make money from these ads. Yeah,
3: but a lot of these, these companies, and I'm... This is just what I've seen and heard. I don't know this for sure. But they, they target the micro guys because they're easier to give. Like, hey, we'll give you 15% off if you use this, but you have to post. This has actually happened to me, a, a fly tying company. Okay. So like, yeah. Who? You can use, I don't want to say yeah, the name. Say, Not yeah. going to say the name. But they offered me a discount. The only thing is I had to post at least once or twice a week using their materials. And, and I they gave like, you a discount. A discount. I they didn't give me just material, screw that. but that's what a lot of these companies do. Is and I'm not speaking for everything. I don't know which companies do exactly what. I'm just saying, like, dude, I've, it's a lot cheaper to give a discount than it is to pay. So you're an saying they're career. using
2: micro influencers? I mm-hmm. wouldn't say. Eddie Bauer's is a big enough brand. They're going to be using like bigger yeah, photographers and influencers because
1: even like Squarespace and stuff, right? They pay people to talk about it during the video, not just a ran ad at some point. So you know? this
2: this I would consider like on YouTube where you see people like go on like this video today is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Right. You know, like his ExpressVPN sponsors, yeah, freaking everything. Yep, and like depending on your following depends on like the pay rates. Like some people like. You know, if you have a million, you know, subscribers on YouTube, which I know that's, like, top tier, they'll make $25,000 for one of those ads based on their audience size. Yeah. Um, But maybe they feel like their athletes aren't. Well, what? Okay, what? Their athletes are competing and being Uh, part of the community and, like, pushing the needle forward. But are their athletes... Do people follow them on social media? Are they not making a big impact on social media with what they're doing? I I don't, I don't think
1: they're making a big impact because influencers, think about it. Like, uh, there is this climbing show that happened in January, The Climb, right? And it was hosted by Chris Sharma, right? And that he's like a big name in rock climbing. You know, he's sponsored by all the big brands. He would be like one of these outdoor um sponsors that Eddie Bauer had, right? Mm-hmm. But He's only one person. And like you have these big tentpole names of people who do have like a million followers or millions of followers. But again, it's only one person. And it, at the end of the day, when it comes to advertising, it comes to the number of times you get that out in front of a person. So if you have one person, whether they have a million people or not talking about a product, that's different than if you're able to afford 20 people who have a smaller okay. market, but
2: Let, let's get let's, that out I, there I get often. what you're saying. Let's change the scenario. Alex Honnold. Uh-huh. Biggest okay. name in climbing. Yes. Yeah. Sponsored by North Face. Right. It's obvious. Everybody knows about it. Right. So you th- you think it's better for North Face to sponsor Zach for fly time. videos? I'm just yeah right right. Yeah. You know a, sm- a ten thousand follower account. It's better for them to do a hundred or a thousand of those types of people, or have Alex Honnold wearing North Face in every climbing video that he's in. I'll go, um, I'm
3: going to go ahead and stop you there. Yeah, it's better to go after the small people because they're more personable. I could reach out and talk to a small micro-influencer and, and say, hey, how do you like that North Face jacket? And they'll reply to me, whereas Alex probably wouldn't. Not because he's a bad person, but because so many messages flood well, in, me, he'll so probably I never think, see okay, so let let I me, think you need
1: two. I think you need both. Because uh, the Alex Holland character makes you want to feel like, if I have that, I can do that. The Smaller people... Like on Zach's point is like if I can reach out to them, it is more of like that I'm more likely to have a connection to them, and then that's more of the like in advertising we learned that it's easier to convince a friend to buy something because you know that person, right? So like these smaller people who we feel like we have a connection with tell you about a product, you're more likely to purchase that product.
3: Yeah, because they're they're more they're more of a peer than the celebrity is.
1: Right, but you the only reason why you're even interested in that product. Is because of these big name like Alex, well, who wears it, who looks cool, you well, know, wearing it. So I, and I think Al- Alex, Alex,
2: Alex Honnold is an extreme example because right. everybody listening to this podcast knows who that is, right. and knows that he's sponsored by North Face because yeah. there's been multiple climbing films made about him. I he's, mean, everybody knows the name. He's. But let me let me throw. Like a I'm going to throw a little bit of shade at Eddie Bauer. Okay. Eddie Bauer's not North Face.
1: No, they're not. Eddie Bauer. I
2: mean, and, and that's just a fact. They're they're in the same industry as North Face, but they're not North Face. That's why why they're
1: doing this because they they probably don't have the profits in North Face. And North Face, yeah, I'm not
2: trying to throw shade on their athletes because I'm sure they're great, but they're not Alex Honnold. Well, what kind of sports are the is Eddie
3: Bauer like? Who do you know, they sponsor? Mountaineering, sponsoring? mountaineering,
2: climbing, ice climbing. Okay, um, hiking, backpacking
3: the only skiing. the yeah. only two sports you just named that I would even find interesting to watch as just a regular outsider that doesn't do any of that stuff except a little climbing I've done hiking and stuff and snowshoeing and horseshoes yeah no, no. skiing <laughs> and climbing like the rest of those so skiing you've got people like Alex and there I mean there's a bunch of people in climbing the Jane, Jane Margo that Margo girl isn't there a Margo girl that climbed El Capitan or something she did. Anyway, there was, a, there was a bunch of people in climbing and then skiing, but the other, like, mountaineering, come on now.
2: That's that's a, that's a bigger industry than you think because if you think of mountaineering, you think of Everest and how big of a draw is Everest. The Everest stories every year. There's an Everest story that hits the news. Either something crazy happened, a catastrophe happened, there's a long line to get to the summit, and there are big-name mountaineers. like I think mountaineering... Has a big draw, and North Face sponsors Mountaineers. Has mm-hmm. Mountaineer athletes too. I mean, Alex Honnold just isn't one of them. I do agree with you. Skiing and climbing, though, are bigger to the general population. Yeah, they're bigger draws. Drop- more ma- to watch. Yeah, because they're they're easier to watch. You can watch a easily watch a five second climbing clip.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. Let's see what. So, we have explained why Margot Hayes. By the way, oh, that's yeah. the girl. Yeah,
3: Margot Hayes.
2: So we've explained why. Business wise, it probably makes sense. And this is a business decision, obviously. Mm -hmm. But is it the right decision given the state of social media right now and like the whole influencer space and all of that? Is it the right decision? Like, this is a business. Sometimes there's business decisions and then there's the right decision. Yeah. Business decision. Business decision. They had that,
1: that whole thing, uh, you know, hire slow, fire fast. And so, I mean, like that's kind of what this is. Like, if you look at a business from a business transaction, that's what it comes down to. Now, if you look at it from ethically, right, or morally, rather, I don't think it's appropriate. But at the same time, like, you, you know, if they— Why if,
2: don't you think it's ethically appropriate? That's why I said, Morally. Yeah, Why well, don't you think it's morally appropriate? I mean, I'm curious. Like, you
1: have all these people. The way they handle it, I guess, is, is the way. They
2: did say in the article, and I didn't read the article because I didn't want to read to you guys, uh, but they honored their contracts.
1: Oh, okay. So, then, yeah.
2: So, I feel like morally, like, I don't feel like there's an ethical or moral line that they necessarily cross. No. They honored their contracts and paid them out for however many months they had left on their contracts. Yeah, I think
1: that's fine then. Uh, honestly, I mean, like... Don't get me wrong. I think it's hard to be... Com- like you want to be compassionate for the people who effectively lost their jobs. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if like, they're not bringing in the money and there is an easier way to do it, that's what everybody I mean, does. it's a business
2: decision. Meta made a business decision, fired however many people, a 1,000 people. The tech industry is firing all kinds of people right, right. now. Those are business decisions. But is this the... R- and Yes, I understand they can probably get more views, maybe a little bit better connection with maybe some... Instagram and TikTok influencers, but is it the right brand direction for Eddie Bauer? Because this is going to permanently scar Eddie Bauer. Honestly, I knew who Eddie Bauer was before I read this article. Am I buying Eddie Bauer stuff? But did I have a bad opinion of them? No. But this is going to actively put something in my mind Mm. that... If an Eddie Bauer purchase were going to cross my mind, this would be a consideration of it. Well, I've
1: I've bought Eddie Bauer things in the past. I don't think this will necessarily affect it because, for me, I don't – when I look at Eddie Bauer, I don't view it as, like, tech, technical gear, right? I look at it as, like, comfortable pants I can wear to work, you know? Mm. And so I know a lot of people do look at it as technical gear, but – when I think of, like, oh, I'm going to get a jacket that's going to keep me warm for, you know, skiing or hiking or and when we're out f- fishing, it's, I don't think Eddie Bauer, I think North Face, or I think, pa- I, I mean, yeah. think Patagonia or Orvis or something mm-hmm. like that, you know, it could be different. But I don't know. I just don't, I think when you're building a brand and you have a brand, you want to make people feel a certain way about your brand as far as like the type of people who wear your clothes, right? And you want to see people who wear it doing really cool things. And smaller influencers don't do
2: as cool things as athletes.
1: I think they kind of do. I mean, like- I, okay,
2: so the athletes are climbing. Let's just take, let's just pretend Eddie Bauer has an Everest lineup of gear. I don't know if they do or don't. Right. I think it's cooler to see someone on the summit of Everest in Eddie Bauer gear than my next door neighbor hiking in a local park in Eddie Bauer gear. Yeah. So in my mind, I don't know. I'd rather see the badass photos. That's what's going to get me to like on Instagram. Well,
1: I will tell you one thing. If I saw something like Alex Holland wearing Eddie Bauer, it would make me want to wear an Eddie Bauer jacket. More so than just seeing someone on Instagram wear one.
3: See, so here's... I'm weird. So if I see... Obviously, highly paid professionals wearing something. I'm immediately going to question, why are they wearing that? They're being paid to wear that. Is it really that good? Mm.
2: The same thing happens as uh, influencers. When I see somebody on TikTok put an ad out for some crap, I'm like, they're being paid for it. They're not like out of the kindness of their heart just doing that because you can see paid promotion at the bottom of the page. Yeah, you're not not wrong. So in my mind, though, the way I think about it is Joe Schmo next door Where's Eddie Bauer? That's not convincing for me to buy it, but Alex Honnold wearing it, he's a professional climber. He's not using ropes. He is literally on the, like, could die, and he is trusting the gear. Every piece of gear that he's wearing is important.
3: See, in that situation, with his particular sport, it depends on the gear, right? right? If we're looking at a a harness or a carabiner or something, I'm going to trust the guy. But if it comes to, like, clothing... Yeah, like whatever, whatever gym shorts he decides to wear, dude.
1: But well, I mean, uh, I think uh, it, or think about like uh, Meteor and First Light. You know what I mean? Like that they don't do a paid promotion every time they're wearing First Light. They just have so much gear that when they wear it, there's you
2: know. Well, the deal with that is there's ownership crossover. Right, right. But before, but so that, that's relatively eater.
1: that's relatively new. Like when they first started, it wasn't a there wasn't this crossover thing. Like when oh, first- the,
2: the full the way I've understood it is: there's always been ownership, like own. There's been owners of like, let's just say, and I don't know the exact breakdown, but Steven Ronella is a part owner yeah, in First Light, so of course he's gonna wear First Light because if he's an owner and he's wearing it, and people buy it. Yeah, that increases the value as a company, and that increases his value as an owner.
1: But I, so yeah, I don't know the their ins and outs of the way their businesses work. The one thing I do know is that like. That's not a paid promotion, but you still see him wearing it every time. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so, yes, you see that. You see that more often, and so you are more likely
2: to buy it. And I would say, in the hunt, in Stephen Ronella is the equivalent of what an athlete would be for Eddie Bauer, a a big A big, a big name. But as far as an athlete, he's going out hunting almost all of hunting season. He's successful. He's got a TV show. I would consider him the equivalent of he's a hunting the equivalent of like a hunting athlete a big name, do you feel like Steven Rinella is a bigger draw for people to buy First Light or do you feel like, I don't know, my neighbor who hunts a little bit in Texas and shoots a deer or two per year but has a pretty decent following on Instagram or is that a bigger draw okay. to buy First Light? I don't, I don't
1: think, I, I, I think it is almost impossible to say it's one. I think It is a combination
2: of it all. You think the right crossover is a combination. It
1: is. I mean, like it is. I mean, like it's just like the fact of the matter is exposure leads to sales. And big names help, but also if I can pay less money and have it shown to you more often, that also helps. All of those things combined are why companies do all of those things.
0: Mm -hmm. I
3: think I can't speak for anybody but myself. So I'm going to say I think big advertising with pros catches my attention but then I look to the smaller people to see hey are they actually using this and is it actually doing what the pros are claiming it's doing because I trust a smaller person than I do a famous person and I will say more I, than I, I, do.
1: I trust a review of a smaller person like, exactly. exactly a
2: review is different yeah because yeah. I mean we do reviews but we bought the product we're reviewing it we're giving our honest feedback we're not being paid to do that it's like Almost any big purchase I make, I'm reading reviews, watching reviews, mm-hmm. all of the above. But a review is different than watching. You know, I'd even
3: go as far as saying when I'm looking, like if I wanted to look up a, a review for the Yeti Low Baller Cup, I would go to YouTube and I would start with the videos that have the least views, because it's you know that's not some person that's being paid you're the to guy talk about watching it. our videos. Yeah, yeah, I actually. Oh, that's actually, how we got that one video yeah, on that one. Yeah, I, on that one, I, video. I put them on repeat. Oh, I just, like, that's how we got 11 views. Leave my house for the day and just let it go. Yeah. Nice.
2: Yeah. Okay. So, you're welcome. Let me ask you this. That's why let's I'm pro just, staff.
3: So, hey, wait a minute. I'm pro staff for you guys now. Yeah. Does that make me one of these guys that you're talking you're to? You're not getting about? paid. Um,
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so Wait, I'm not. Okay, let's. I drove here. I I, under, I probably agree with you, Zach. Like That's where I think I've landed after hashing this out with you guys is that you need the athletes for the badass photos and for like the, this shit actually works. But then you also need the little guys. And there's probably like a good combination. Let's take it to the fly. Let's apply this to the fly fish industry. Zach, who is the biggest fly tire that you can think of? Oh, man.
3: Uh, it depends. It depends on what kind of fly we're talking here. Because no, there's a just, lot of.
2: Just biggest fly tire you can think of. The biggest name that biggest is, name is like fly practically
3: time. a household name
2: for fly fishermen, probably Kelly Gallup. Okay. Yeah. So that I can think of Kelly Gallup. And then who is a uh, not yourself, but a 5,000 follower or less fly tying account that you're a big fan of?
3: There's a guy. Let me look him up. His Instagram name's like Janie something. He ties streamers and he's really good. So if you're listening to this, Janie, good job, man. If that's your actual name. Let's see. Actually, one of his flies is on my story right now. As we speak.
2: It'll be gone by the time it comes out. It'll be
3: way gone. Janie, Janie, or Janie
2: A. How many followers does he have? Twenty-three hundred. Okay, so let me ask you this. Yes. Pick one or the other. I'm gonna hairline, go. Hairline, okay. hairline sponsors Kelly Gallup on a new material that they developed. That's a, it's a good material. Okay. And Kelly Gallup swears by it, uses it in his videos, or Janie, Janie, right?
3: Janie or Janie. If we, or Johnny, maybe? Okay. Could be. J-A-N-I. J-A-N-I. I'm J- going J- J- to go with Janie or Janie. Janie. Johnny. Janie. Sorry, if you listen to this, again, sorry okay. if I mispronounce.
2: So then we have Johnny. Okay. Okay, so we have Kelly Gallup. Then we have Johnny, hairline, same product, same whatever. Who, and you watch both their videos, whatever, who is the bigger draw for you to purchase that material and be... Honest.
3: If I'm going to be completely honest with you, I don't think fly tying is a very good example of this I know, because fly tying is is a relatively it's huge it's That's massive really a niche though but it's so yeah exactly so I'm gonna like Trust the Kelly too, yeah. if I had to pick sorry Kelly if I had to pick who I think whose flies look better I'm gonna go with Janie slash Janie slash Johnny Kelly though as far as like learning to use the material and how the materials are applied Kelly's probably better at, at a more general knowledge of it, so it's it's hard to say, man. It's just it's too tough. Or when the problem is the you. the amateurs are just as good as most of the pros when it comes to tying. I so think it's we need like,
1: a good a good cliff. Uh, it depends here. Yeah, I think with advertising, it's always a con- like combination of things. It Always depends. You know, it's not one golden ticket for it.
2: That's not controversial though. I know. I don't want to land there.
1: But that that's that's the that's the truth though.
2: It's not. I don't care about the truth.
1: It's just it's just how it is. I'm, I don't care about the controversy. I know. But, I don't know. So. Well, I feel like we can be confident knowing that, you know, there's not just one thing, which we, which is nice. We can no, still be creative. No, no. There, not,
2: there's, there's an answer. We just, just got to hash thing. it out. What well, you can say, Zach? No, I don't know if I want to say it or say, not. Say it. No, say no, it. I don't know if I want to say it We can cut it, it out <laughs> if it's bad. Go
3: ahead and say it. Well, it's not bad. It's oh, definitely okay. not bad. Uh, I think the, the only problem with going to influencers is, people have the wrong it seems like people have the wrong idea of what pro staff means yeah okay go on right so a lot of people think pro staff means you're like on their professional team you're a pro for advertise excuse me a pro using their gear excuse me again man this nasty wine vodka is gross Uh, (laughs) So a lot of people like they assume pro staff or it seems like they assume pro staff means they're professionals in the industry which pro staff actually stands for promotional. It's promotional. So you're getting a discount to use their stuff and promote it. Now whether it actually means promotional, I don't know, but that's the
2: Which I think is a huge scam, honestly. It is.
3: It is. Like anybody can get a it's it's not hard to get a pro staff.
2: Anybody uh, for I, I mean we get we get messages to our honey hole account all the time. Oh, we'll give you twenty percent off if you promote. Yeah. Well, no, if you want to promote, by advertising on yeah. our podcast. So
3: if, if you want to pr- if you want to be promoted, I'll use myself as an example again because I don't want to speak for anybody but myself. Um, when you go to my Instagram account, and I, I guess I could be technically a micro influencer, right? If you go to my Instagram account, what what do you
2: see? Only flies. Pretty much, right? Yeah. Pretty much only flies. Beautifully f- tied on a white background. Yeah. That looks Chef's kiss. Thank you. Thank, you. Thank you. Thank um, you. But, and you know,
3: there's some fish pictures here and there, but are there any, like, casting videos or, or anything of me? Like, am I promoting my fly fishing or my fly tying?
2: Your fly tying.
3: My fly tying. I've had certain very popular and large brand name fly lines. There, the, These companies come to me and say, hey, we'll give you this discount if you promote our line. And it's legit. It was real, and it's a real brand. And that's why, like... Hold him No, it's like no, because I'm not gonna post a lot of fishing videos because that's not what this is for. It's just right. it's super easy to get on a pro staff. All you gotta do is apply. You, yeah. you go to the website and you scroll down to pro staff, whatever, and and you they're apply. giving you
2: a discount for you to work for free. Exactly.
3: You're working for them. You they're have giving, to, and they're paying okay. for the sales tax essentially on the on the okay, product, so, which is cool. It's so, a cool thing. So
2: here's here's the deal. Here's how this works, just to give you because I worked in retail for a long time. You worked in retail. Yeah. Zach, you worked at Gander Mountain. You worked at retail. Yeah. Okay, here's yeah, how we're retail. all
3: over the board there when it comes to outdoor stores. Here, Orvis, Out Bass Pro, Bass Pro Gander. Gander. You okay. guys want
2: to have a fight and see who wins? The winner of the three man fight right, not, is the not best not the one store.
1: That, Probably not the one that's not in business anymore.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so you can just tap out. Yeah, just, just, just tap out. Come out. I'm out.
3: I'm done. <laughs> um. So. Wait, did Gander, like, is it, are they God completely it,
1: they're gone? Business. So, okay. They're like. I think there's a few yeah, of them. Yeah, they're Camping World. They got bought out by Camping World. Okay,
2: okay. So, I forgot where I was going. Um, we were gonna, okay. We were going to fight okay, in the so, No, no, no. So, here's here's how, here's how retail works. Normal re- retail markup is 50%. So, for example, if you, if a product sells at retail for $100, Mm-hmm. It costs, let's just use Bass Pro for an example. It costs Bass Pro. Let's use
3: let's use like H-E-B as an example because I worked at Bass Pro, so I don't want it to seem okay. like I'm feeding false information. You're
2: buying Pop-Tarts yeah. from H-E-B for $5. Uh-huh. It costs normal retail markup is 50%. It costs H-E-B $2.50 to put that box on the shelf. So, H-E-B profits $2.50 on the sale yeah. because they paid the $2.50. They put it on the shelves. You yeah. came in. You bought it. They have to pay their employees. They get to keep that $2.50. So, so random fly line company, uh, whipping line fly lines, yeah. um, they sell a fly line for $50 retail. It only costs them $25 to make it. What they're going to Zach Harris and saying is they're saying, we'll give you a 50% discount if you promote our flies. Well, that's not really costing them any money. They're still, because they are able to produce those lines for that cheap, they are still profiting off of you promoting them. And so the whole pro staff deal is a scam because, oh, we'll give you a 20% discount. Well, to the guy that's never gotten offered that before, that sounds fantastic. I'm getting a 20% discount. But the brand's making 30% of markup off of you and then you're doing basically free promotion for them so they're getting your sale and you're doing free work for them
3: i think when social media really first started taking off pro staff was really a really cool thing because it was new influence were they didn't exist yet you know it was it was cool to be on a pro staff because nobody else was now gosh i could click on almost any instagram page and everybody's on a pro staff for something you know it's yeah. it's not hard to i think it's just overdone i think they need to come up with a new new way of doing things and make it more interesting again. Oh. Yep. But, I mean, this Honey Hole Pro Staff, the
2: benefits are horrible. <laughs> <laughs> you get canceled and you don't get paid. I get a, get... I get a free
3: sip of shitty liquor once a week. <laughs> 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 hey, a lot of people
1: would take us up on that offer. Hey, and you get pizza to every...
3: I bought two. the pizza.
2: <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> no, 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 but see that every other week... No, no. Every
1: third week. Third week. okay.
3: So you get pizza
2: free two weeks.
3: Yeah, well. And then pay for it once. I want like Urban Brick or something next week, all right? Not this Little Caesars. It's
2: going to be Little
1: Caesars. Okay.
2: I mean, Little Caesars is good. It's hot and ready. All you got to do is drive up and pick it up. I'll get the
1: crazy combo, though.
2: The what? The crazy combo. I'm not going to lie. I was a little disappointed today when you brought the pizza. Why?
3: I texted you guys and said, is it cool? You answered first. Yeah, it's
2: cool. No, but Zach. So Zach brings... Zach Adair brings, he brings one pizza, the breadsticks, and the marinara sauce. <laughs> I brought two when pizzas. When I saw two pizzas, I was like, man, I really wish he would have gotten the breadsticks <laughs> and the marinara sauce to of the second pizza. You know what? Hey. I got too much going on right now. I can't do this anymore. I'm done. I'm out of here. Hey. How do I hang up? How do
3: I hang this thing up? This is, I'm over. It's done.
1: Wow. Did I go too far? Yeah. yeah that would hurt yeah. me. Canceled. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, yeah, no, I <laughs> get no, I can't, can't. <laughs> You're kicked off. off my own podcast. Yeah, and if I was oh. if I was Zach, it'd be like, a no, sp- the pizza was great, Zach, thank you. Whatever, dude. I'm just, I,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to be controversial. Yeah,
1: well, it worked.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it hurt some <sighs> feelings along the exactly, way. Exactly, like it's <laughs> <raised laughs> <to> the heart. <laughs> I'll
2: remember that. It <laughs> <You're>, <laughs> you want to get controversial?
3: Next, oh, next yeah. time, oh, god. Next time, I'm gonna bring, I'm gonna bring tuna sandwiches, but yours is gonna have fancy feast in it. No, Ready? <laughs> I hate tuna.
0: I hate tuna. Please too. don't bring it. Please don't, <laughs> don't bring <break laughs> tuna. Oh mind. god! No, oh, I'll be no hungry tuna. for a few hours. <laughs> <coughs> <coughs> oh.
2: This liquor is gross, dude. <laughs> That's the real travesty. I'm it's just the pump? The pump it's okay. Yeah, I can't It's honestly, funny. It's gross. Like, I, I had to stop drinking it. I absolutely despise the way it tastes, but I can't stop drinking it. We want to funnel the rest back into the bottle? No. <laughs> no. We're getting not. rid of it. It's <laughs> going <laughs> to go live with the fishies.
3: Funnel it with our mouths.
2: Oh, go all right, guys. and spit it out. I think we're ready to move on to our interview with Hillary. Mm-hmm. All yeah. right. Here's our interview with Hillary from Trout Fest. We hope you guys enjoy it.
4: All right, guys, we are at Trout Fest sitting in our booth, and we have Hillary Hutchinson with us. How are you doing, Hillary?
6: Great. Thank you. Good morning.
4: Well, we really appreciate you coming all the way to Texas just to uh, do a podcast with us. Yeah, I mean, no problem. That was really, <laughs> thoughtful. <laughs> <laughs> really thoughtful. Well, we while I'm here, it. I might do some other stuff, too. Okay. Okay. So, uh, Hillary, what, uh, what presentations have you given while you're here?
6: So, yesterday, I did a talk on stream flow and waterway management navigation, um, so just kind of learning about graphs and charts and what stream flow is and difference between tailwater and free stones and um, how that matters for your safety and how that matters for your fishing, of course, and then mostly just how you can manage your role and your responsibility in the ecosystem surrounding
4: yep. stream flow. And your background is a, you were a whitewater guide, mm-hmm. is your original background, right? I think I saw maybe a film or something that talked about that.
6: Yeah, yeah, I started as a whitewater raft guide. Yep, and um, and that was in, I guess, when I was fourteen. I started as kind of barn boy. I was babysitting the raft company owners' kids, and um, doing a lot of weed whacking and um, washing trailers and backing trailers and washing boats and like kind of all the
0: yeah that kind of stuff all the grunt work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah.
6: Um, making cookies and breads for lunches and all of that kind of stuff, and then um, started as a whitewater guide and the way i started as a whitewater guide was because i was kind of nannying the owner's kids they started just taking them on the river and um wow somebody just walked some bourbon into the booth
4: yep <laughs> it's three o'clock so yeah, right. <laughs> we're allowed to drink bourbon it yeah. will be in six hours yeah <laughs> <laughs> nice.
6: That, that was quite the delivery.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, he almost dropped it, too. I don't know if fumb- he fumbled. He almost fumbled it there at the one-yard line. <laughs> so. yeah. Well, because he was hiding
6: it, like bringing it in, like there's yeah. like somebody going to stop him.
1: It's a secret, man.
6: <laughs> yeah. Nice. I almost was going to say, yeah, this might be the only podcast I've done without somebody ha- having bourbon in it. So now
1: it's all one the same. <laughs> yeah. So, hey,
4: Landon, what are we drinking? We're drinking E.H. Taylor. Small batch. Wow. Nice. Which is, uh, Gabe would be able to tell us more about it, but this is a, E.H. Taylor is a thank you. very hard find. Thank you. So, thank you. Hillary, you were telling us a story. Cheers. 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 You were telling thank us a story about is bourbon this a with or, your fly shot. Sip a fly or shooter?
0: Sip. 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 Yep. Okay.
6: Very good. See, people think maybe I'm a connoisseur of. Whiskey, bourbon, scotch or something, but uh, they think that because if you come into my fly shop, you see the entire thing is packed, just lined with all of these bourbon bottles. And um, they're like, wow, she's like a major alcoholic. She or like, yeah. <laughs> 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 like so she like She's really a connoisseur, but um, that's, that's not really the case. I mean, I really enjoy it. I love it. But the reason it's like that is because um, many years ago, uh, I had a client who as a tip gave me this bottle of bourbon and like I had it on the desk and all the other guides were coming in after their trips and I was like well there's this desk whiskey here you know and (laughs) and they all drank it like all the guides we downed that thing and it took like two seconds and then I found out it was really nice (laughs) really nice but I had no idea it was like some it was like limited edition Jefferson's at sea that was like a you
4: said it was the first run The first, yeah,
6: I found I found out later after like, you know, all my dirtbag buddies are like down it, and it was like just shooting, shooting, shooting. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, uh huh. I felt I felt super bad, and so then they were like, "Wow, that we need to do this every day." And so then they tried (laughs) to spread the word around like all of the clients that, oh yeah, you don't don't tip Hillary, just bring her bourbon. And so, and it kind of caught on. Like so, then all of these people kept bringing in you know, desk whiskey, they call it. So um, they'd leave a bottle and they'd sign it with where they're from. They leave it on, like, the counter of the desk if I wasn't there. And then um, then all the guides would just drink it, <laughs> you know. And so I'm like, okay, if people are going to leave desk whiskey, they need to not bring the expensive, really nice stuff. Yeah. But the nice stuff just kept coming and still does. And so now there's, like m- – Many, many, many bottles. In awesome. And there. everybody yeah.
1: signs it when they leave it.
6: Yeah, they That's cool. they sign they sign where they're from, and um, and then you know I have come up with some favorites. My favorite is Riggers out of Kansas City. Okay. Have you ever had that? Mm-mm. Oh, man, it's really good. It's a really good story, too. It's like I probably am getting it a little wrong, but it's like two brothers who were kind of climbing the corporate ladder and, and really in, like, business land and then um, not too stoked on their lives. And then suddenly a grandfather, great-great-grandfather or something, left them this building um, downtown in Kansas City that uh, they didn't want. So they had to, like, clean it out to sell it, you know. And um, as they were doing that, they found essentially, like, a, a distillery that had been, like, closed off during Prohibition, kind of a speakeasy. Whoa. Yeah. And the original recipe and, like, in the basement of this old building. And That's um, really yeah. cool,
4: actually. Yeah. So, they, like, decided quit to jobs. quit their jobs and, like, mm-hmm. roll with that. That yeah. is awesome. After yeah. just, like, a lucky find of yeah. any distillery. <laughs>
6: yeah. 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 So, now that's their... And that's their last name. And so, now that have an amazing distillery it's
4: so funny that the bourbon is a huge part of your shop because we drink bourbon on every podcast yeah. episode yeah it's like a huge part of what we do and so that's a really cool story Yeah, it is and the jefferson we've done jefferson's at sea but we yes. did like the 18th i think okay. sale so it's like it's not it's not yeah. with it's, anything but expensive. i can see why the right. first would be a big deal would be yeah. the first well we didn't deal.
6: know and honestly yeah. <laughs> i couldn't tell you how how it ta- how i remember it tasting yeah,
0: yeah you're <laughs> like, you guys are just taking it shoot <laughs> yeah
6: but I do, I love the Rieger's. There's others that are in there that, like, when I look at the bottle, I'm like, oh, yeah, man, that was good. But,
1: mm. yeah. That's cool. And that's a good way to kind of remember clients, remember stories. Mm. That's, that's, yep. that's, that's neat.
6: Yeah. Well, we also have an amazing distillery down the road, Glacier Distilling. Okay. And uh, it's, it's, like, for sure my favorite of all time. Everything in there is, like, fantastic. But um, you can make super amazing original cocktails, that can o- I've only seen or can only have been made with glacier distilling, and so we kind of have become known for making those, you know, in our shop. And oh, that's cool. Oh, that's so cool. I I should be careful when I say like, you know, we're the best bar in town or something like <laughs> that, like because, because <laughs> you know, pe- yeah, you don't don't come here for the for the booze and like, you know, can get in trouble that way. Trust me, nobody's paying for it. <laughs>
1: that's hilarious. So I don't have we mentioned where your shop is located? Oh yeah.
6: Um, Uh, It's in northwest Montana. So I'm up on uh, the middle fork of the flathead and the north fork of the flathead where the confluence comes together. Uh, Then it meets up with the south fork of the flathead. And then um, the main stem kind of runs through our town of Columbia Falls, Montana. And I'm there in Columbia Falls. And that's the town I grew up in. The shop's called Larry's Fly and Supply. Larry's is short for Hillary. It's dumb. Oh. (laughs) Hi, Larry. I know. Okay. Hi, Larry. That's what I named it. (laughs)
4: Are people confused? Are they, like, people come in asking for Larry? Oh, yeah. It's
6: the best when it happens, though. Like, all of the employees love when that happens. Like, the classic that I've told before that other people have known this story is, like, just after I opened and I was behind the desk and this guy comes in and, like, bought a couple things and he looks at his receipt, you know, on his phone and he's like, Larry, oh, get old Larry in here. He always gives me a discount. And I was like old Larry always gives you a discount. He's like, yeah, go get old Larry. He gives me a discount. And (laughs) I was like, no. (laughs) And that's, and I just laughed and he, his face went like sheet white and he's like, oh my God, you're Larry.
4: (laughs) I was like, yeah. How Um, often does that happen?
6: It happens. It actually happens still to this day all the time. And it's funny because it's a, it, I mean, it's a, you wouldn't guess. It's like a, a, it's not a woman's name. I've never met, like, really, I don't think I have. Met. I've never like met a
4: girl named Larry. Yeah. No. no.
6: And um, one named
4: Sue, though. Yeah. But <laughs> it is, it's <laughs> also it's spelled L
6: A R Y S. Like, it's not two R's. So there's something up with it already. So maybe it's a little sus. Like, they're like, who's Laurie <laughs> or something? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know. But, um, but it's a kind of a confusing shop. Like, it's for sure like a classic fly shop, but you come in and there's like some girly things kind of like I have like some of the products are like in crystal bowls and like there's like a lot of times there's flowers and like there's some you know kind of feminine accents I guess you could say but uh but still they just kind of assume it's
4: Mm -hmm. a dude shop or whatever
6: but um and I think in my personal opinion like uh it it's not. It's not weird. Like it's not like people are like. Oh my gosh, a girl owns this or something. You know what I mean? Like they're people don't really bat an eye on that anymore, yeah. and it hasn't. That's not kind of weird. But it still does happen where they ask to talk to Larry. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah.
1: Can I see Larry?
6: But but then like if the employees love it, like my partner Evan, if I'm sitting there, like uh, I might sometimes just like sit in a chair after a guy trip, and I'm just like you know waiting on whatever's <laughs> next. Yeah. And um. And people come in, and they ask for Larry, or they start talking about something, and then, like, they want to talk to the owner or whatever, like, about, you know, booking a trip, or, and he'll just, like, point to me, and then they don't, it's not like, what? It's hurt, they just, they're cool about but it. it. They're like, hey. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think, for sure, I feel like we've turned a corner on that. <laughs> do
1: you, do you th- so, how long have you owned the shop?
6: So, I started, uh, I started guiding in the area at Glacier, Inc. like I said, Glacier Raft Company. Yeah, we were in the middle of this. Mm-hmm talking about that yeah glacier anglers uh glacier raft company and glacier anglers was glacier raft company still is glacier raft company but they didn't have a fishing thing when i first started there in like um 1993 and i was uh, a raft guide and then the movie came out and so once a river runs through it came out and <laughs> the, movie, the, and movie. It the movie and everyone knows the movie yeah. <laughs> in montana yeah. it's just called the movie. and um so the movie came out and everybody the owner Darwin was running around the raft company going, Who here can fly fish? Who here can fly fish? Everybody wants to go fly fishing. So my sister and I kind of could, you know, like we're self taught just by paddling around in the inflatable kayak and like we liked to fly fish. Mm -hmm. We didn't, uh, we didn't fish otherwise. Like we'd just fallen into a fly rod and we just liked to fly fish, but we didn't really, there's no way we would be, you know, guiding people fly fishing, but we were raft guides so we get people down the river and this is where they wanted to go so it's kind of the only way Mm -hmm. to to go fly fishing is to go down the river it's that kind of river it's not really a walkwayed river you know it's a big whitewater you have to raft it yeah to
1: get to the spots you're gonna Mm
6: fish. yeah it's well it's the most i mean there are ways to walk it for sure but like if you're going to go on a guided trip it's going to be a boat trip yeah and so because we were you know good boatmen uh and it's kind of that way to this day. Is like if if you're a good oarsman, if you can row, then you'll probably be a good fishing guide because that's for that f- that water is like really a crucial piece is being able to what to what type row of whitewater really well. is it? So it's just class two, three, four whitewater. Okay, um, <clears throat> it's a uh, the the commercial whitewater stretch where they take the whitewater rafts. Down Like mm-hmm. the half-day whitewater trips is just a 10-mile piece with like 10 named rapids. Okay. So kind of a classic pool and drop river. So um, there'll be a, a bunch of the, you know, yellow boats going down with the paddle raft groups. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's really good fly fishing, too. You just have to figure out when to go before or after, or like in the holes of, of um, when there were no rafts coming down. And back in the yep. day, that was possible. Now it's super busy, so it's hard to yep. do. So that it's still like that piece of river is still 135 miles long. There's just that 10 mile piece. And then up in the wilderness, um, in the upper middle fork is uh, class four whitewater Canyon. Um, and, uh, we do multi day trips up there too. And so then kind of the rest of it outside of that little 10 mile commercial piece is like class two and three, um, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of, Really fun, um, splashing, and giggles, and stuff, but really good for fishing.
4: Yeah, I used to be a whitewater guide in Colorado on the Arkansas, awesome. on Browns Canyon. Oh, fun! And um, it's like two, three, four. Yeah, same thing. But it's I think it they they said it's like the most commercial most boats down the river of any river for white water. Wow, yeah. But I just can't imagine like trying to fish that stretch because there's just so many boats. Oh,
6: right, right. Yeah. yeah it's ours is a little insane. bit like that now too. So we still do, you can go out really early. I think like the first trips start coming down at like 9am so you mm-hmm. can get ahead of them uh, in the morning. And then that stretch, the commercial whitewater stretch where I am fishes really well after Labor Day too. So after like all the like everyone the goes tourist. back to school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah. Yeah. So it's really great in the fall and then um and then also there's a lot of river. So there's yep. still a hundred miles, you know, of of two, twos and threes, you know, if if you like to fish whitewater.
1: <laughs> so um I was, I was curious as how long you've been doing this because you said there's been a switch as far as like when people are no longer shocked that mm. you're the owner. Ha, when do you think that kind of started to happen?
6: Oh, yeah, and I didn't answer your question. You were, I was leading up to the – so my fly shop – so I, I actually – this is kind of a confusing thing. So I actually kind of guide for the competition. I guide for Glacier Anglers, Glacier Raft Company. I own my own shop downriver uh-huh. on the main stem after those confluences of those three forks come together. And that's because the special use permit for the Wild and Scenic River Corridor – there's, there's
1: like about so many.
6: Yeah. um There's kind of one main operation that's fishing up there. There's a couple, there's, I think three potential operators and then glacier anglers is like the primary. Mm. And so I've worked there since I was a kid. And so that's where I continue to work. That's where all three of my adult kids are working, mm. you know, and, um, and then I've got my shop downriver on the main stem in Columbia Falls. And, um, we run a, a full roster of guides down there from, On the main stem to the uh, Flathead Lake. And it's really good. That's really great too. It's awesome fishing there too. And uh, I opened that, I guess, like, I don't know, six or seven years ago or something. Okay. Yeah. So,
4: yeah. Are you pretty fully booked throughout the year? If someone was listening, I was like, I want to go fishing with Hillary, how easy would it be to book a trip with you?
6: Well, it's a short, it's a pretty short season. Like, it's only like 120 days or something like that. I'm I'm fishing from uh, March and uh, through October, but our really busy season is in the, <coughs> the
0: June, July. Yeah. Mm-hmm. June, July,
6: August, September. June's pretty blown out for us.
1: Oh,
0: July.
6: Yeah. Mm-hmm. July, August and September are the busiest. Um, so yeah, there's, um, but we have really good, we do have other good guides. Yeah. too. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. Sure. So, y- so yeah, but it's, I think that's just because our season's pretty short. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. If you want to come in kind of like the, the fishing that you like, see and all the advertising or whatever you know usually that's in july august yeah. and september and then in the spring it can be pretty cold and um not i think it's some of the b- spring and, and fall those kind of shoulder seasons are my favorite times like i think it's some of the best fishing and it's quiet out on the river and it's beautiful but it it can be a little trickier and the weather it can be not awesome all the time yeah. so um i encourage people to, to book in the spring and fall for sure it's just not that like vacation land like that you see in, in all the advertising. Yeah. So
4: yeah. Uh, you mentioned Yellowstone earlier. <laughs> <laughs> like a TV show. I'm curious what I haven't asked like a native Montanan what yeah. you think about the show.
6: Well I haven't watched it and I I, th- I know that sounds silly because I did watch like the um the prequel one. Like I'm watching the one with Harrison Ford yeah, like and, and Helen Mirren, Yeah. And I love it. I watched the 1883 one, mm-hmm. loved it. But I haven't watched Yellowstone And I think, and I I actually genuinely think I haven't watched it because I just missed the window. Like, Mm. it really, it it didn't blow up until after it was out for a minute. Mm. Like, it was... Yeah,
1: like, two years ago, and we're like in season five, I think. Yeah, exactly. Mm.
6: And so, I just never got into it. Like, I, I just never watched it. But tons of, you know, people would come to visit would talk about it and so I felt like I kind of like knew what was going on I throw they throw like the Ryan Bingham guy off the train or whatever like you know what I mean like I I hear all this stuff and like they'll reference it kind of like like in a pop culture way like they're saying all of these little one-liners on my boat and I'm like oh that must be a Yellowstone reference (laughs) or something like that I don't actually know but um, it's it's been like hysterical to see people who are coming just to get a little bit of what they think is kind of that lifestyle of like this—I don't know—romantic west or something mm-hmm. like that. I'm not yeah. exactly sure, but you'll see people walk around as if they're like on the show, <laughs> like yeah. the way that they look dressed-wise, you know. Yeah,
1: but like they live out their their wild west fantasy by thinking they can go to Montana yeah. and do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Texans know. love it. <laughs> I mean, <it's laughs> <Really>? like all <Walter laughs> the rage here. Yeah, yeah. Yellowstone yeah. is. Yeah, we I still don't think know. we're a little bit wild west though, and I think that's yeah. why we like it you know,
6: I, I mean, I, I think you're wild west. Like (laughs) when I, when I come to Texas, I like, I suddenly this accent pops up. I like kind of (laughs) want to, you know, (laughs) I feel a little like I, I want to, you know, stay here when I'm in Texas. I, I dig it, but it, where I live in Montana, we're not like, it's not like mega cowboy place. Like it's Mm. more like mountain town kind of, you know? And so when we see people show up, like looking like like Fancy Cowboy, like it's very obvious it's from their Yellowstone influence. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
4: what are your, what's some of your most memorable f- stories from being a guide?
6: Oh my gosh, uh, typically I tell other people's stories, uh-huh. just like when people say, what's your favorite fish? I always say OPF, other people's fish. It's like other people's fishing stories too, like, and I think it's because as a storyteller, I usually like to exaggerate the stories, so they get, That's great. you know, they get a little bit, a little raunchier, maybe a little funnier, maybe a little bit more, for sure, exaggerated, <laughs> and it's more fun to exaggerate, especially if you're drinking other people's stories than your own.
4: Yeah.
0: I mean, like, you know, because then you're is.
6: like, how'd oh, you hear about this one guy or whatever? <laughs> um, But let's see, Uh, if you give me, give me a topic or situation, and I'll tell you if I've got a story that fits in with it
4: white water sketchiness carnage
6: oh word yeah <laughs> <Carnage>. yeah <laughs> well we had I mean like um it's situation wise like just day to day like uh a lot of times I have to prep my clients if we are going out we know we're, there are going to be other boats or other things might happen um on the white water stretch I'm like all right we got all the safety equipment and I'm giving you the whole safety talk and everything but there's a very good chance we're we're gonna end up using it for, for somebody someone else, else. Yeah. yeah, and um, and that has happened for sure. Like uh, last year, there was this um, boat that was coming down, and they had uh, a rope tied off the back with their kids in a little blow up floaty boat. They were pulling what? behind them, oh yeah. My oh, gosh. yep. Mm-hmm. And I'm like trying to get them pull over, trying, and like I'm not kidding you. Like the the this r- they're wrapping around rocks. The kids' l- little like you know <laughs> rope, and um. And they were pretty little kids. They had life jackets on, but it was, like, in this floaty, and they're dragging them behind a regular raft on a rope. It's pretty gnarly. We had to get them to pull over. And we got in a situation where, like, you know, I have my knife on my life jacket, and I'm, like, I'm cutting these kids off because they wouldn't. They're, like, they're fine. They're fine. Like, you know, they are like, oh, like didn't know the safety police was out here, you know. Oh, my God. <laughs>
4: it's crazy how people underestimate whitewater.
6: Oh, for sure, yeah. I was – it was – super dangerous and then we had a guy who was in um uh like a hard boat kayak and it was a whitewater kayak but he had no spray skirt and he had a bell bicycle helmet on backwards and one of those life jackets oh that was gosh. like a two panel Um, thing with like straps between it so like there's a
1: oh like uh like the emergency emergency like
6: well no it wasn't i know what you're thinking of you're thinking about the orange one that kind of goes around your neck no this was more like i felt like it was like a kid's life jacket because it was like a full panel of foam in the front and a full panel in the back with just some straps under the arms yeah you know what i mean like just flat foam in the front and back and then um and then he uh He goes, he goes down, he goes through the, through the first rapid, tunnel rapid, and of course, like, he swims, his, he can't hold on to his boat, because it fills with water, and so it's like, not fully underwater, but definitely submerged, and kind of gets to the side, and he's panting, and gets back over there, and everything, we pull over, we kind of help him out, and then he's like, oh, I'm glad that's over, and he said, so you know there's nine more rapids, right? He's like, What? And by that time, it's like, that's not a super easy hike out spot, yeah. you know. And he's like, and I was like, okay, you can you can follow me if you want, whatever. You can jump in. We can put your, you know, boat on the back, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Like, we yeah. can come back and get it or something like that. He's like, no, 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 I'm going. I'm doing it. And he, and he just goes. And, man, that guy was so tired. He dumped every single rabbit. So we had to stay with him, like, the entire time. And he would not give up. He was like. Not and he's like, I'm one. just going to swim every single glacial, cold, rapid. And he was smashed. Thank God for that backwards bicycle helmet because he was, like, bruised and tired and battered. And, yeah. like, my poor clients are just taking pictures of him in oh every single <laughs> spot. Yeah, <laughs> Um And then, like, I don't know. Do you remember There's the
4: first time you had clients swim out of your boat?
6: Yeah, for sure. Because
4: uh, that's ingrained in my memory. It is. And yeah. It's probably
1: pretty scary, I imagine. That yeah, first you never time. want that to happen. Yeah,
6: no, I mean it's like sometimes, like if you do, you watch Narnivores on um, Instagram. Mm-mm. So you should definitely look at Narnivores. It's super fun. It's just carnage site. It's a rafting carnage. Oh,
4: awesome! I'm Instagram. totally into that. Yeah. yeah,
6: and I love it. And I like start my day with Narnivores, you know. But um, <laughs> it's it, it's kind of like those, you know, like the Golly in the New and some of those, like you know, West Virginia yep. area whitewater zones. They people want to flip. Like, they want the yeah. carnage. Like, it's just part of the culture. And where we are, I think just because it's glacial and it's super cold, um, we don't want them in the water. And not only that, but it's freestone, so you've got all huge boulders, then tiny substrate, and then, like, you, it's not legal to take anything out of the river, including, like, logs, so there's strainers everywhere. And it's just, like, not super yep. safe place to swim all the time. And um, so I don't want people to swim either. Yeah. Um, and I think the, the, when I first had... My first swimmers, I was like, I don't think I had a swimmer until I, maybe I had, I know, I fell out of the boat a fair amount in the very beginning when I was very, very first training when I was in high school. But I don't think I really had significant swimmer until I flipped. And I was 23. I flipped on the first rapid, tunnel rapid. I had, my paddlers were two parents and their one kid. And we had these big, like, Shoshones, like, non-self bailers, you know, um, super big, heavy
5: rafts um. that are
6: all retired now. And uh, just a big dump truck over one wave. And um, the guy was like, I'm telling everybody, swim river right," And, like, the mom and the girl, like, are listening. And they swim. And, and um, of course, I had nothing strapped into my boat. Because by then, like, I'm like, I don't I'm, nobody, I'm not going to flip. Yeah. You know, I've got, like, a Nalgene bottle floating down. And, like, all, you know, all the... <laughs> stuff in my boat is like floating through the next rapid which is where they take your picture so they see my boat go down there upside down and like all my shit's <laughs> all floating through down. like upside down all this stuff <laughs> and um so we get the, the mom and the little girl swim to shore and like I look back and the dad is like still in in the gnar like not swimming into the eddy and I'm like Swim river right, swim river right, I start turning around like I'm, you know, gotta go back and get him. And he's like, I'm not gonna make it. Oh and my god. He's like just kind of like giving up. And I was like, what are <laughs> you doing? Swim. And he's like, it's got me. Something's got me. It has <laughs> me. It's holding me down. I was like, it? What? <laughs> like, what has
0: you, dude? The river monster. Yeah. yeah.
6: And so I swim back to him. And I like, I'm like, kick, man, kick, like, gotta swim, let's go, like, and um, he's like, I can, something's got me. And I go underwater, and his uh, splash jacket, like his little windbreaker, you know, that they give you as part of the trip, he had taken it off and tied it around his waist. And it had slipped down to his feet. And so when he was kicking, he didn't realize like his His splash jacket jacket was was around (laughs) his feet. Oh,
0: my gosh. And
6: so he thought something was literally holding him. And so he was like, you go on ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Tell my mother I love
0: her. Oh, my
1: gosh. So he literally thought there was something holding him. Something was holding
6: him down. Yeah. And so I grabbed the jacket from his feet. And I was like, kick. And he's like, oh. (laughs) <laughs> okay. You know, like, oh, here we go. Swam to shore and he was fine. <laughs> um, yeah. Swam to the bank. <coughs> so. but that was uh, that was my only flip, knock on wood. Yeah.
4: Yeah, that was I've when
6: yeah, thankfully. that was that was when I was white. I've I've nearly flipped in the upper middle fork just on my uh, fishing boat, you
4: know. I got a good story for you. So one time I was doing a mission trip to Costa Rica and we did a whitewater trip on the way back. And the whitewater there's crazy. There was like a ten mile float and there were like thirty rapids. So it's just like action, 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 action. Cause I did the, on the Arkansas, it was like eight rapids over like, you know, a couple miles. Yeah. So it was, wasn't super intense, but it was like nonstop. And um, we went through this rap, and he's like, oh, it's a class three rapid. This is what we're going to do, whatever. And we get it, we drop into it, and we hit maybe one of the biggest waves I've ever hit. And me and another guy on the side of our boat, we swim. And we get picked up by kayaks or whatever and make it back in the boat. I'm like, man, that was not a class three rapid. Right, right, right. And he's, and I was like, I was like, there's no way that was a class three rapid. That was the biggest wave I've ever hit. And like, we hit it and like immediately stopped. But maybe uh, it's
6: because you hit, like, if you were guiding, you wouldn't have hit the hole. Like,
4: yeah. Well, and then, so I was like, man, that was, there's no way that was a class three. And he's like, oh, yeah, well, that was actually like a class four. You know, I just didn't want to freak you guys out. Oh, stop, dude! Like I need—it's like a different mentality. Yeah. Like I right. need to know what's going on. Yeah, it's like different level of mm-hmm. preparedness. Yeah. But that was—if you ever go to Costa Rica,
0: mm-hmm. hit a- some add white one water. water to
4: each one. It's—it's it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it was like go. I was—I was so exhausted just because of it was nonstop. There was just like rapid right. after rapid fun. after rapid. It was fun. I would love that. Yeah.
6: Although I think I, I definitely have missed my, not missed my window, but I'm out of my window of just, like, uh, taking a certain amount of risk. Yeah. You know, I used to take a, a lot of risk. Maybe not a lot, but I used to satiate that, like, kind of, you know, I did, I did this talk here last year on um, adventure, like, spirit of adventure and fly fishing, and it's, like, about your primal need or what the true definition of adventure is, which is like um, an elevated risk that could result in death or actual carnage. Yeah. You
4: know? I think yeah. I heard you give that. Pr- did you give that at Trout Fest a couple of years yeah. ago? Yeah. Yeah, I was. I listened to that mm. presentation. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I
6: think we need that. I think that like we think we're, we have adventure in our lives we're like, oh let's go on an adventure and go get like, you know, a, a triple latte like down the road or something <laughs> like that. You know, like 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 uh, could yeah. everybody uses it it's especially like sometimes I think like, you know, in the outdoors they were like, oh man, let's go have an adventure. Yeah. And like you no, know, an adventure is like when you really are kind of putting yourself on the edge a little bit, you know, and there was a my talk was like about the balance in th- how do you do that? take enough risk to satiate that like primal need to because it comes from the need to survive because uh-huh. you were getting chased by dingoes or whatever. you know what I mean? like you you know th- that's that was the the elevated heart rate and and kind of that feeling where you actually had endorphins from surviving right you know as opposed to like creating an adventure. It was just an a necessary so now like to to satisfy that like we put ourselves in like lots of different positions but you can do it safely <laughs> so um
1: it's a calculated risk. yeah
6: yeah yep uh-huh yeah like a definitely calculated risk so anyway i i take less risk now i've you know i didn't i felt like i used to not get hurt or or at least i bounced back a lot better i guess i always got hurt but it wasn't mm. that big a deal now when i get hurt it's
1: takes a couple days mm,
6: <laughs> Takes years. <laughs> like yeah. it's way different. Like when I get hurt now, it's well, like and years. I
4: was talking to somebody recently. I wasn't cut from that cloth of like a lot of Whitewater guides I worked with that were just like Send it, whatever. Yeah. Like, I had a lot of stress <laughs> yeah, of, like, getting people down the river safely uh-huh, and, like, uh-huh. not wanting anything bad to happen. Yeah. yeah. And I'm happy now. Like, I have a raft, and, like, I'm happy just, like, floating the hill country streams and enjoying the day where yeah. there's no, like, <laughs> it's like no, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, there's nothing yeah you know if you flip you can just stand up yeah, <laughs> yeah. dust yourself
1: <laughs>
6: yeah. off yeah yeah
0: okay. yeah, yeah. no i
6: i was d- i was born with or, or at least i was raised with the they definitely kind of send it like a goat going yeah is, and my parent i was a my sister and i always laughed because we were the kids with helmets like our parents like really let us go they really let us go on the loose and they let us go big but we always had helmets and and life jackets you know so we were on the river at a very young age just going for it and same thing with skiing and biking and all of the things like they let us for sure go but we always you know had like safety equipment Yeah, yeah and we were always prepared with safety stuff like emergency equipment stuff so like my youngest daughter Delaney she does not have that or she just is more cautious innately and uh, she, get, she doesn't want to guide Whitewater at all. Like she's a super good angler and she's a um, casting instructor and stuff like that. But she doesn't want to guide Whitewater because mm. she's like, I don't want to, I mean, I don't, I won't say she's afraid of it really. She's just super cautious and yeah. she doesn't want to send it. <laughs>
1: yeah, there's a lot of unknown know. too. And
6: Yeah, yeah, she definitely isn't, isn't into that. She's like, don't push me you
1: know yeah (laughs) see i was like a kid, but i also grew up with like three other syndic brothers and i was like the one who would typically get the hurt (laughs) you know yeah (laughs) he would get hurt first yeah and so i was at a certain age i think i realized i was like man, i want to be more of a syndic person but maybe just i can't keep up you know (laughs) (laughs) it's just i I wasn't built for it
6: (laughs) well i think delaney also just sees she kind of sees it she's watching and Mm -hmm. she sees you know all the people that are around are really sending it and like you know, there's percentage that are getting hurt or like losing their stuff, you know, like, yep. <laughs> and just different things happen. Like um, I had a, a girlfriend who really wanted to go on white whitewater stretch and was really nervous about it. And um, she finally got her to go down and like um, she she had a lot of fun. And um, I didn't want to tell her that the whole time I had lost a contact like on the first <laughs> rapid and i did the whole th- and i'm like legally blind <laughs> like i can't oh, see nice. and i did the whole thing with one eye <laughs> and my daughter delaney like was with us and she knew she could see me like like with my eye closed <laughs> like, and closing like one eye. squinting and like putting my hand over my eye as i'm like rowing with like one eye and she's <laughs> yeah. like what she's i like, don't say anything <laughs> i don't want to scare my friend
0: <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah. what is your uh, most memorable day of fishing Mm. On the fishing side?
6: Yeah. Uh, gosh. I think, so, fishing for myself only happens in the wintertime, yep. really. And um, traveling around um, for that is, you know, I love, f- for me, I love, love, love guiding for trout. Like, it's my life, and I love it, and I want to do it every day, and I do it every day. Um, but for fishing, for me, personally, it's um, in the salt, you know. Um and so I can't, I can't really, I don't know if I can think of a day, a most memorable day, um, fishing salt, but, uh, those are, those are my favorite, you know, personal fishing days. Either that or like my sister's birthday. I never get a fish with my sister. Who's who I started with, but, uh, I always take her birthday off. It's like my only day in the summer that I try to take mm-hmm. off. And if she can, I just, just in case she can come and fish with me. And yeah. if she ever can, that's usually my favorite day of the year. Yeah.
4: What about with a client? What's oh, your yeah. most memorable day taking a client?
6: <laughs> there's, you know, how many days there are, right? I <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like,
4: oh, but surely there's just one that was just don't so. Don't call me Shirley. <laughs> 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 that's um, like the third time that yeah. joke has come out this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> but surely,
6: um, holy cow, that's. That's brutal. I must not go on enough podcasts because you'd think I would have an answer for this, like, especially since my favorite fish are other people's fish. But, uh, you know, I mean, like, days that stand out are days when, like, uh, I have this awesome client named Steven whose uh, sister is um, not well. She's she's in, like, assisted living situation and she's not um, she's just not healthy and um, what she's able to do is tie flies and she does not fly fish. But she ties flies for him Mm -hmm. and uh, she has no idea what she's tying really. He just kind of describes it to her and she's super super talented. Like one of the best fly tires, like, I've ever seen. Mm. She has no idea what she's tying. He just kind of describes it to her over the phone or sends her a photo or something. And she ties this and sends her all the materials and everything. And she ties it and sends it back up. And every time he catches a fish on one of her flies, that is it's so cool. waterworks. I mean, it's It's his only connection with her. He yeah. can't see her. Like, she can't travel. Like, um, and she doesn't fish, you know. And it's just, I mean, and this it's this big, strong guy. And, like he catches if and he wants to sight cast to the fish like he wants to fish appropriately for that with that fly yeah. and he doesn't want to lose the fly for sure and so we're super careful and there's not spray and pray we're not just going down the river casting cast casting we're marking it out like exactly how we're going to sight cast this fish and go through the whole thing and so like when it happens the crowd goes wild and i lose my shit like i just in <laughs> works, you yeah. know oh yeah. yeah i mean there's that's such
4: a cool story yeah
6: really i love is, that yeah. Kinda, i'm like a definitely like a Old, like, in my old age, I'm a sap. I, cr- I cry a fair amount about <laughs> other people's fish. Yeah. Um, but stuff like that, it's like when people bring their grandfather's fly rod and they just, you know, oh, wanted to use this. Like, the sentimental stuff gets me, for sure. And those things are memorable to me. There's a lot these days, um, a lot of... <laughs> um moms or dads who bring uh an adult kid who kind of feel like they're they need to make up for some lost time like maybe they didn't fish with them as a kid or yeah. do stuff with them as a kid and they bring them back as an adult and like there ends up being a lot of crazy bonding that that happens on the boat and there's lots of crying and hugging and sorry's and love you's and all of that kind that's of stuff. that's cool that.
1: kind of be like a fly on the wall and that yeah for that you know
6: Oh yeah. There's a lot, there's a lot of the fly on the wall stuff that is really special to me that I really like. You yeah. just see things happen. But I've also seen couples like, I'm like, oh, <laughs> you guys need to get divorced. Like do you want me to leave this dude on the side of the river lady because you need to get out of this situation. Um, so there, there's like, there's a lot of weird therapy things that happen. In fact, I, I really feel like I should have some advanced training and some of these relationship things. No, I'm being very serious. Like, we talk about it You'd all the time. You'd be a licensed time.
4: counselor. Yeah, there you yeah. Go. yeah.
6: Well, I don't want to give anybody any advice, you know. But just <laughs> having them trapped on the boat together, for better or worse, if it's a father-son, if it's a mother-son, father-daughter, husband-wife, whatever the relationship is, I am literally in the middle of them. <laughs>
0: yeah.
6: Yeah. And so whatever's going on, good or bad, like, I'm right there going through it with them. And sometimes, like, just keeping my mouth shut is the best thing. Other times, like, I'll bring up a little question that, like, <laughs> maybe get some thinking about something. But a lot of relationships, things happen. Like, one dude brought this woman. And halfway through the trip, I'm like, oh, you just met her. Like, <laughs> this is not your wife. And you have a wife. And oh. this ain't, ain't her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure, it was like some sort of. This is not. This is definitely not his wife, and he for sure had a wife before. Yeah, or like ha- currently, and this was not her. And yeah, figuring that kind of stuff out has happened before for sure. Interesting. Yeah. Oh wow,
4: yeah, <laughs> things click, and you're like, okay, yeah, That's just changed. There yeah. was a there was a guy in Utah um, that I new um, and he said he had a client that would book three days with him every year pay him for all three days he would come fishing in utah with them for one day they'd catch a couple of fish he'd change his shirt on the boat uh-uh. for three days fishing and then he'd fly to vegas for the other two days no. yeah and i'm like <laughs> <laughs> and he's like he pays me for three days yeah, like How know, I just kind of do my thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: no, yeah. I
6: have I have a fair amount of people who say no photos, like don't post this anywhere. You know, like I'm not here, and it could be just that they're supposed to be at work or whatever. You yeah. know what yeah. I mean? And I I had I have had a guy too who was like, I need some sunscreen. I was like, why? And he's like, I can't be showing a sunburn, like I'm supposed to be somewhere else or something. You know?
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, <So laughs> you're
1: like,
4: oh, yeah. okay. nice, classic. <laughs> yeah. Well, Hillary, we have to let you go because we know you have to give a presentation shortly. Yeah, I know.
6: So. You should come in and listen to it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's about the multi day Whitewater. And we didn't even get to cover trips.
4: that on the podcast. Maybe no. we need to do another one soon. I know.
6: I d- obviously talk too much. You should never have me back. There's not enough airtime.
4: No, it was fun. Yeah, it was great. Well, this gives us a reason to have you on again. Yeah. It gives
6: me a reason to um, finish that bottle. There's some left in the Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You want to take Thank it you. with yeah. you? Yeah. Single handed <laughs> yeah. into the presentation. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this, is, kid. Yeah. this is amazing. Yeah. This is
6: a 10 o'clock, the first presentation of the day here, and you guys schedule me for a, a bourbon-induced podcast. Yeah. Hey,
0: that's great. man,
1: that's a great, great way to start the day. Yeah. Are <laughs> so, all all right, right. you guys ready? Thank you, Hillary. Yeah, thank, thank you.
6: you.
0: Look in the description below to find links to our website, online store, YouTube channel, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Discord server, and blog. Please send your podcast questions and inquiries to info at honeyholeangling.com. Thanks for hanging out with us. We'll see you again next week.